Do you consider yourself rich? Do you have treasure stored away for the future? Today on Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake, we'll be reminded that we are to lay up treasures and how to do that. Drake Hunter is senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, founder of the nonprofit Four Dimensional Living, as well as the author of three books, including his latest, Wonderfully Weird, and the soon-to-be-published fourth book, Wonderfully Weird Goodness. Now, this week's edition of Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake Hunter. We do welcome you back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm John Waters, your host, and of course, in studio with me, Pastor Drake Hunter. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. And let me say Happy Easter, as folks are hearing this on the radio. Uh, today is Easter Sunday. It is, and a day to celebrate at that. You know, we're celebrating the life of Jesus Christ and His resurrection, of course. But don't forget, uh, you know, you know what that means? We get to come out of our caves, too. We don't have to live in the tomb. Uh, we actually get to come out into the light where Jesus is, and we truly get to uh, be the light of Jesus in a day that desperately uh, needs many Christians to come out of their, you know, their little uh, area and and truly proclaim the name of Jesus, uh, where we are truly preaching God the Father's ministry, God the Son's ministry, as well as. God the Holy Spirit's ministry. And what a day. Uh, what a perfect time to the year 2021 where, uh, again, it is desperately needed, where we can truly be the light, come together and create a movement. Uh, we say that in Morgan County here, but of course, when we say that, we mean create that movement for Jesus Christ all around the world. Absolutely. To be fruitful and multiply in that message, not only in word, but also in deed. Well, and I think we forget sometimes, Drake, that our job as Christ followers is to uh, harvest yes. and, uh, you know, to keep our eyes open and our ears open and to uh, make sure that as many people as possible hear the good news of Jesus Christ so that then the Holy Spirit can help them to respond. Yeah, I'm going to say hear and see, uh, you know, the good news because that's critical because, uh, John, and that's I know that's what you meant, John. But I want to just kind of bring that out because a lot of people don't understand that. We just go out there and preach and just kind of project, and we're very pervasive with it. Well, we understand that's not how Jesus uh, did his ministry, and we are to, uh, first and foremost, make sure that they see Jesus through our actions. Then we get to truly preach the word with that agreement and with that friendship uh, with other people. And, and we are not to be, can I say, uh, defensive with the faith as we preached a couple weeks ago at the church, we are to be offensive. And so the way we do that is we truly uh, get out into the world and they get to see Jesus at work through the body of Christ. And then they're drawn in. And once they're drawn in, we have the permission to share Jesus and his saving power to save the soul. Absolutely. Well, and that leads right into our uh, wonderfully weird command today, the topic, yes. which is lay up treasures and uh, having that forward looking vision of it's not all about right in this moment and it's not about me yes. and what I want and all that kind of thing, but rather about laying up treasures for eternity. And those treasures, uh, we're going to talk 
a lot about that today, but but as we think about uh, witnessing to people and allowing them to see Jesus through us as they come to know Jesus, wow, what great treasure that is. Yeah, and this is an easy command to connect with Easter because, I mean, think about it. One of, one of my joys is, uh, and I, I celebrate uh, Easter with my my grandchild, with my children, uh, my grown-up children now, and one of the joys is uh, watching uh, them collect uh, we do Easter eggs. That just represents mm-hmm. life. We don't have to get too critical about that. But you know, we we wake up and and the and and the children, if you will, they collect the eggs, the treasures. They want the treasures in there. And of course, during that time, we always uh, take that opportunity as as we live out our day on Easter Day to really teach about life and how God gives us these treasures, and we are to share with those treasures and how it is about life and truly uh, uh, being benevolent uh, with who we are in our faith. And, and that only happens because Jesus, Je- uh, Jesus is resurrected. And, and so, you know, I think a lot of times, John, the church, we, we go into defense mode again and we start fighting everybody with the Easter bunny and, and the eggs and say, well, yeah, let's, let's be creative with that. And let's use uh, those different symbols or those different elements that we, we experience in our day and age and turn the conversation around once that's lit, that, mm-hmm. whatever that might be, and open the door. Be creative to open the door of conversation and then share Jesus, mm-hmm. especially on Easter Day. Uh, Easter is one event of the year. And, and perhaps that's what we need to hear, too, is don't forget, we're Christians daily, not just one time of year, right. be it Christmas or Easter. We're not uh, what uh, we call CEO Christians, right? Yeah. We're not to be uh, CEO means that we go to church on Christmas, Easter, and what other time, right? Right. Uh, well, here comes Easter, and we're going to have a lot of people at the church and a lot of people that, you know, that are in it. But are you really, are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Are you giving it all, all those treasures, all of those uh, ideas, everything that wraps around uh, the faith? Are we believing and are we truly showing and, and presenting actions that reflect and express who we say we are uh, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Huge. Yeah, and using the word treasure as a verb for just a moment, yes. do we truly treasure our relationship with Jesus Christ? Yeah, absolutely. Is that, you know, is that your highest value, right? Going with importance, treasure, and, and, and just, is it, is it really the highest priority? We could put it that way as well in our life. Well, I like to, you know, I, I'm an optimistic thinker, so I like to think most people are. But let's, you know, let's be realistic now. Uh, that's not the case often. And one of the reasons why the church is struggling today is is because we're kind of half in, half out. And we got to figure out what that is. And then we have to figure out how to bring it all together so that we are living in the integrity of the faith, not only with our beliefs, but can I say with our treasures, with our actions. Mm-hmm. So let's do that today. And of course, our command, our wonderfully weird command, again, as John shared in the opening and, and uh, several times we've uh, implied it, it's uh, lay up treasures. You know, and this is a wonderfully weird command. And it sits in Matthew 6, verse 19. And I'll be reading out of the NIV. It simply says, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. 
So right there, lay up treasures. Now, the word here, treasure, is implying material wealth, if you will, your mm -hmm. prized possession, your stuff. Don't lay up your treasures here on earth. And, you know, I think uh, we're in the habit now. We're in the habit of getting more stuff and laying it up. In fact, I'm going to say this. I don't know what the numbers are, but John, think about this. If we went out there and did just say, uh, let's say a little case study on how many storage sheds yeah. <laughs> there are in America, what would that number be? Because we need more places to put our stuff. Right. It is probably ridiculous, whatever right. that number is. Right. Uh, now, again, I'm not saying if you have stuff, it's evil, but I want you to think of your faith in the sense of your belief and your actions. Does, does it reflect the priority of God? And we're going to be talking about that here in a second. Or does it reflect materialism or the priority of man or the priority of you? Right. Because you want to make sure uh, you have not only stuff you need but want with very or, or little sacrifice. And, and we give when we feel like it. And of course, we want to say we're favored and that feeling is God. So that's him talking to me. Now, there's this principle, this teachings of a teaching of Jesus that says, do not lay up your treasures here on earth. And so let's go in that direction, John, and I'll let you guide the conversation and, and we'll see where we'll, we'll take this. We're going to get to Proverbs 3 today, though. We're going to look at uh, let's see, uh, verses 1 through 12. All right. Well, uh, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, uh, sure. uh, you're not saying that it's wrong to have stuff. What, If I hear you correctly, what you're saying is make sure that that stuff does not become your idol. Absolutely. Yeah, if we didn't have stuff, you and I would be sitting here. Well, uh, We don't want to think yeah, about that. Yeah, we that. don't go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, stuff is not the issue. In fact, God wants us to enjoy uh, let's say money, uh, let's say uh, possessions. The problem is when they become prized possession and they, uh, they are, become that idol. Uh, they become, you know, something that is the highest priority and there's nothing uh, that's going to uh, take that item away because uh, you're worshiping it. You're bowing, it, bowing down to it. And for some reason, John, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the movie. Uh, oh, what was that old movie in the '80s? Uh, uh, Day Off. What was that guy's name? Oh, uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, there okay. you go. Day Off, where there's that that dad in that in that whole story where he had a prize uh, vehicle, Ferrari, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, and so with that, uh, you know, and and they negotiated that story, going, you know. The dad loves the son, or excuse me, the, the dad loves the car more than he does his son. Mm -hmm. Of course, his son has all kinds of hang-ups because of that relationship. Well, think about that with God, too, where we have a lot of uh, things that we prize over relationships, and first and foremost with the relationship with God. And it's sad. And we've got to turn that around, and that's, that's what we're hoping to do with this program uh, in the sense of, you know, really teaching the wonderfully weird commands of Christ where we can truly make sure our priority is once and for all God. And then living with God and with others in a way that's going to produce goodness for all, for all eternity.
I guess maybe a very easy way to tell how committed a, a Christian is to their walk with Christ is uh, by looking at what they do with their money. Yes. And let me say this. This this command or what you just shared, John, is where the rubber meets the road for a Christian. Meaning, it, it shows a Christian is serious about living out their faith. And we see this seriousness through, uh, seriousness, excuse me, through believing the command itself, this particular command itself, and putting action behind it and actually doing it consistently. Uh we say this, you know, the formula of, is faith. What What is that formula? The formula John? for faith, belief plus action yeah, you equals can believe, faith. Uh, you can believe all you want, but it's not until you practice it or put that action does it equal faith. Do you really have faith? And, you know, faith is, you know, whole, you know, uh, good night. It comes to my mind, Hebrews chapter 11, where it says, you know, faith is, do you recall that, John? Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. That's Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. Right. And, and that's exactly you know, what faith is all about. The reason uh, we fall into not giving is we start seeing in our mind's eye all of the negativity thing, uh, all the negative things we think is going to happen if we give our tithe or our gifts or whatever and not truly trusting in the Lord. So we don't see that. But here's another thing is uh, understand what faith produce or this command produces. It produces joy. There's other elements to joy, but it comes down to that. When you truly, uh, you know, put everything that you have into the faith and who you are and what you do and, and giving and all of that, that's when the joy is going to be produced. But how are you ever going to experience that? If you don't do it, mm -hmm. you're just assuming based on your own understanding. And it, it, it doesn't work that way because that's not how faith works. So, again, faith <clears throat> through, you know, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, just understand it just comes down to this. Belief plus action equals faith, as you shared, John. Well, let's talk about motivation a little bit and what people's motivators in life really are. Oh, Wow. Deep question, and we don't have much time, but let me say this. A Christian who practices this command and all the other other commands that, that we share on this show understands this. They understand earth's treasures, excuse me, <clears throat> is not the primary motivator in life, but God's purpose is. Now, notice what I said there. It's not primary. See, the root of all evil is stuff or money and all of that. That word root means motivate. So what motivates you moment by moment in the day? Now you think about that. This is pretty radical to think about because isn't it amazing how people wake up on time to get to work and, and, and truly work in a way that's going to get them money. Right. But then you see that same personality or that same person, if you will, and you say, Let's get to church on time. Well, there's no money involved. There's only purpose. But they can't get there on time because, well, we know where their priorities are. Now, that's radical, but you think about it, that's reality. 
Well, and as you've said many times, if we advertised that there was a thousand dollars taped under every seat at the church yes. on Sunday, there would not be an empty seat and there would be a line waiting at five o'clock in the morning to get in. That's exactly right. And and not only, you know, that's 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 true at church, but think think throughout the week. Uh, you know, and and we want to praise God and say we believe in God, but really, it does your actions line up with your faith? Does your motives now, again, there's many different motors, um, <laughs> motors. <laughs> there's, a, there's many motives in life. You know, freedom is a motive, relationships, mastering something. But let's always remember we are to carry out God's plan or purpose, and that purpose is to motivate us. And then all the other motivators, to include money, are secondary, but then we use them as tools and we can use them to motivate. I get hungry. Uh, I, I don't have any money. I need to go get some a job so I can get some money to buy some food so I can carry out God's purpose. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it, it works that way. So uh, let's start thinking about that. What is your intent or what's your motivation? root of all evil is money. So think about this. Something to think about. Well, you mentioned uh, Proverbs chapter 3. And uh, in the time we have left, let's go there and talk about that a little bit, Drake. Okay. Well, you know, once, well, we know this. If you're committed as a Christian and you're obeying this command along with the others, it expresses that that person is a true disciple of Christ and where their heart dwells. And that's the reason we're going to go to Proverbs 3 is because we have to understand that we are to, well, not lean onto our own understanding, but to truly trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And that's where, of course, that thought there, that verse is found in Proverbs 3. So let's kind of look at kind of what this all means in the sense when you're totally sold out. Now, here in the book of Proverbs, starting with Verse 1 in chapter 3, it says, My son, do not forget my teachings. Okay, John, are we teaching? Yeah, absolutely. Teaching the commands of Christ the best that we can. Mm-hmm. But let your heart keep my commandments. You know, John, the heart is a tricky, tricky understanding. Why is that? Because, well, that your heart uh, holds the feelings intuition emotions but more importantly this is where your understanding resides Mm -hmm. in your heart a couple weeks ago we talked about wisdom and wisdom is having the ability to think and act with knowledge experience and understanding and please understand that understanding sits in your heart and my son do not forget my teachings but let your heart keep my commandments so you've got to learn them knowledge but then you've got to experience them that then gets them it gets it into your heart or into that understanding with the common grace or the common sense of the faith and then if you understand that properly in your heart when somebody comes and you you are asked a question let's say about life the holy spirit will bring that up and you'll be able to answer mm-hmm. that through knowledge your experience and that understanding and now you become insightful that should encourage people because that's the process if you will very loosely in what that 
is in the sense of being that wise person. What we talked about a couple weeks ago, maybe a month now, it's been a while. Uh, verse 2 says this. Well, let me read it all again to make sure it's, it's clear. My son, do not forget my teachings, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Good night. I want a longer life in the sense of fulfillment, in the sense of God's life, in the sense of eternity. And so powerful, powerful verse there. And then, of course, it goes on to say in verse 3, Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Don't let it depart you is what that's saying. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. There's understanding again. Verse 4, uh, so you will find favor and goodness, or excuse me, and good success in the sight of God and man. Here's the thing is, folks, we're trying to impress God, right? But understand that we are to be with God and man, and we want to have good success with God and, let me say, the human beings. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, your own opinion, which you call knowledge, your own experience, which is typically in that cave we were talking about earlier, or in that own understanding where you're trying to process it. Uh, that's conventional wisdom. It doesn't work in the long run. And so uh, we want to make sure that we're not leaning on our own understanding, but we're trusting the Lord with all of our heart. Verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths be not wise in your own eyes fear the lord and turn away from evil turn away from anything that is not of god especially in the perspective of goodness and what that truly is in god the father's ministry verse 8 it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones now this is where i was getting to with this command today. Listen to this. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all you produce, everything you do. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. All these products and all that. Verse 11, my son, do not despise the Lord's disciplines now, these teachings, exactly what we're talking about. Or be wary of his reproof, getting you back into the kingdom of God, into the secret place of God. Verse 12, for the Lord reproves him who he loves, as a father the son in whom he delights. Oh, if he delights in us, let's not let him down by putting our own teachings and our own ways in place. Let's totally 100%, as we shared already, Lean not, or excuse me, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not onto our own understanding. And you can see, John, right where this command fits right into exactly Proverbs chapter 3 here, 1, 1 through 12, in the sense of, boy, you know, we, we need to turn our wealth over to God and do it his way. Yeah, absolutely. So let's wrap up with this then, Drake. Let me ask this question. Why is the command lay up treasures so important? Well, John, it's important because it shows where our priorities rest. A Christian's priority is first 
heavenly things than earthly things, never, never the other way around. Now, we do this command, if you will, practice it, put it, put it in action, because it ensures our hearts stay focused on God's plan rather than leaning on our own selfish purposes that typically come with our feelings and our own emotions or whatever mood we're in. And so uh, it, it, that's the reason it is so important. It shows our priority and it shows our commitment. It shows our engagement. It shows so much. There's so much to this. And so all Christians need to understand all their earthly stuff now, this wealth, is to support the cause of Christ and be multiplied to increase and grow heavenly treasures that enrich God's kingdom. Let me say this, now and forever. So today, as we're kind of wrapping this up, no, we are wrapping this up, I encourage all to follow and practice this well-needed command, lay up treasures, to produce joy. I, I hope you, you, you are listening today, folks, because joy is something desperately needed in our day and age. This command will produce joy in your walk with God and others if you truly put it into practice. Don't think about it. Just do it. Obey it. Yep. Does that make sense, John? Absolutely. Uh, think first on kingdom things. Yes. Then God says, I'll add all this other stuff to you. Yeah, the benevolent love that is so desperately needed. And benevolent love just simply means that we have a care or compassion for human beings and we truly want the best for them. And so because of that, we are willing to give it all. Uh, as Jesus did, to make that a reality for for us, for for you, for them, for everyone, where we're truly creating a movement for Christ uh, in our day and age that is truly leading us to a place uh, where everyone can become their very best, not only as individuals or in our own cave, but all together. Because as I share often, better together. Yeah. Well, on this Easter Sunday, uh, the question then is, where are you laying up your treasures? Where are your priorities uh, in your walk with Christ? So what a, a challenging um, thought to have yes. to uh, think about, but so much needed. Yes. And, you know, uh, I would I would say this too. last words. This is where the road really narrows for most. Mm. Are you going to do it or not? You got to do it. Absolutely. Well, uh, Drake, I want to thank you so much. I want to wish you and your family a very happy Easter and uh, always a pleasure to come together to do this show. Yes. Enjoy it tremendously every week. And happy Easter to all of you out there. Uh, let's remember to celebrate because our Savior is risen. Amen. If you would like to learn more or have any questions or comments, please feel free to email Pastor Drake at wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. To obtain your own copy of the book Wonderfully Weird, please log on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com and click on the button that says Buy the Book. Wonderfully Weird Living is a ministry of four-dimensional living, offering wholeness coaching for mind, body, soul, and spirit. Also, 
Would you please prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner to help the Wonderfully Weird Living Ministry impact more and more lives? Please log on to www.the4dimensionalliving.com. That's 4dimensionalliving.com with the number 4. Now, for Pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters wishing you a wonderfully weird week.